wondered how taboo, shame, and lack of good sexual education have stripped away elements of pleasure in childbirth and parenting that are essential to loving, intimate relationships? Join me for another episode of Orgasmic Birth Podcast, Pleasure in Pregnancy, Birth, and Parenting, as we break down and heal barriers and open the door to more love and intimacy in birth and life. love looking at birth art from all around the world and through the ages. And there's always images of laboring women upright, moving, walking, swaying. When you think about childbirth, do you think of dancing during labor? My guest today, also a friend and the visionary founder of Dancing for Birth, Stephanie Larson, is a leading world expert on supporting birth through movement and instinct. Stephanie created the revolutionary Dancing for Birth childbirth method to help women and birthing individuals give birth with bliss and ease. Birth professionals can learn and utilize this proven birth method by attending a Dancing for Birth professional training. Dancing for Birth classes for parents are taught around the world on seven continents. It's a powerful combination of fitness, childbirth education, and celebration all in one. Stephanie calls for an end to forced lithotomy position and for a worldwide shift to primal, powerful, blissful birth. You can know that I'm smiling about that and totally agree. She's been featured at Lamaze International, Donut International, Gold Perinatal, Evidence-Based Birth, NBC, CBS, and ABC. And she'll be sharing later how you can find a Dancing for Birth parent class or professional training. So stay tuned for all her information. But welcome, Stephanie. I'm so honored that you're joining us today to talk about bliss and ease in birth through movement. Thank you, Deborah. It's always such a pleasure to talk with you. And I know we just, we share that love of birth. We share that love of dance and we know how pleasurable birth can be. So I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Me too. And, you know, I know I've heard a little bit in the past, but I'm really interested to learn more today. And I know that everyone would love to hear. Can you tell us a little bit about your first birth and how that has inspired you for your work with Dancing for Birth? Yes, I was pregnant and I was working as a fashion designer in New York City. And I was exposed to so much incredible culture and music and dance from around the world. So I was designing dresses by day. And as soon as I left my day job, I would go out and explore dancing and music and culture at night. And it was just such a joy and pleasure. And so when I was pregnant and I was working with midwives at a freestanding birth center, they encouraged me to keep dancing. They had no problem with it. And I'm, I'm so glad I was with those specific care providers because it might have gone a different way if I was with a different care provider who perhaps would have told me, slow down in pregnancy, take it easy, maybe don't do that. So I was dancing every day and I actually was dancing within a few hours of going into labor. And when I got to the birth center, I was shown into this room, looked really like a bedroom. And I was by myself at the time, you know, for several hours I was by myself and they just said, you know, do whatever you want to do, make yourself comfortable. 
And I took it literally. So I was in that room and I thought about, you know, what makes me feel comfortable right now? I actually never got in the bed at all during my entire birth. I I danced around the room. I hadn't really planned it out that way, but that was a spontaneous response that I had to labor and it made labor feel pleasurable instead of painful. So I was dancing around the room and then I was dancing in the shower and it was only a short four hours later that I danced my baby out. And my birth was euphoric and blissful and I felt like I was on top of the world. I literally felt like superwoman and I could not believe how powerful birth made me feel. So that was really so pleasantly surprising. And within a couple hours, I was home and, you know, walking my baby around the neighborhood, having just given birth. And I felt incredible. And I also could not stop thinking about birth and babies and families and mothers, birthing individuals. And so I wanted to be surrounded by them. And I went, you know, sought out mom and baby classes and circles and sat among new parents. And I said things to people that made them think I was kind of a little bit nuts. You know, I would say, isn't birth amazing? And, you know, what position were you in when you were giving birth? And I just wanted to hear about other people's stories. And unfortunately, all the stories I heard were negative. People experienced so much pain, uh, so much fear, so much trauma, you know, lots of people suffering from PTSD and postpartum depression and just, you know, some saying, I'll never give birth again. And it made me so, you know, it opened my eyes, but it also, you know, lit this fire in me. I thought I really have to help. I really have to help and I can help because, you know, this worked for me, it, it could work for other people. And so that's really how Dancing for Birth got started. And gosh, this is over 20 years ago now. I was going to ask that. I was like, how old is your first? Oh my goodness. Yeah, she's uh, she's 24 and married. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. And what a beautiful story. And to hear how much you trusted your intuition and that you had the freedom too to move. As you said, not everyone is birthing in an environment where they're supported to listen to their body and find that movement. So can you take us on? Because I know you have four children. <laughs> how did you incorporate this now that you started, you know, dancing for birth into the next three births? Yeah. So every birth story is a little different. They all taught me really important things and helped contribute, you know, to the work I did now and each moment precious. For the next birth, I thought, well, what would be better than my first experience? How could I improve upon it? I really couldn't think of much way, many ways to improve. So I thought, well, maybe if I just never had to get in the car while I was in labor, because that part of the journey wasn't very pleasant. So I, I was wanting to plan a home birth, which I did. I had a home birth midwife, but she was out of town when I went into labor. So my plan B was to go to a birthing, a birthing center in my neighborhood, but that birth center had burned down. And so that was not a plan. So then my third plan was go to the hospital. And now maybe in retrospect, maybe I just would have stayed home and had my baby by myself. But at that point, I decided, you know, I'm going to go to the hospital. And so when I was in the hospital, they they really didn't understand why I wanted to be under the, out of the bed. You know, they gave me a lot of pushback about it, but I, I did labor around the room and I was doing great and birth was happening, you know, quickly and, and spontaneously. 
And then at the point where I knew the baby was coming, all of a sudden, you know, they're like demanding that I get in the bed. And, you know, you have to be in the bed, you have to be in the bed. And it really, it took me aback. And, you know, I was like, no, I'm not getting in the bed. And they, all these people rushed in, lifted me up, put me in the bed, held me down. Like I'm in the bed, wrists and ankles held down. And then everyone's screaming at me like, push or don't push or stop pushing or this or that. And it was chaotic and it was really traumatic for me, actually. And I had PTSD for quite a while after that. But this this work that I do is so healing so that, you know, it doesn't trouble me anymore. But I think it's good that I had that experience because it was like night and day from the first birth. And this was, again, another natural birth with no medication and feeling all the feels and everything. But, you know, very different experience because in the first one, so much bliss and euphoria. And in the second one, I had that up to a certain point. And then all of a sudden it was, you know, fear and adrenaline and cortisol and, you know, it was scary. So that was that birth. (laughs) And then so my, my third and fourth births were planned home births and... Those were also incredible. The third one was outside in the night. The moon was full. I labored partly in water, also moving around and dancing around. And and then my fourth birth was at home. And it was this one was super short. It was an hour and 17 minutes start to finish and 10 and a half pound baby, <laughs> completely natural and just, you know, another beautiful dancing euphoric experience and I just wish I could bottle that feeling and you know have that whenever I want it so I can in my in my memory I can go back there and just you know feel how good that felt and right now I can just feel it through my body too so maybe memories are enough maybe I don't actually need to have it in a bottle (laughs) thank you for sharing and you know it just hurts my heart when I hear about the second birth where, you know, you were held down. I mean, the kind of trauma, it's unbelievable. And to know that this is still happening in places where people are not being given the freedom to listen to their body and move. So thank you for sharing that and your healing journey. And then to know that you, you know, were able to have the home births that you desired in such a beautiful way that really supported you to that joy and bliss. And you know, by our definition, when you birth in your power and you can describe moments of birth as joyful, pleasurable, ecstatic, we call that orgasmic birth. So I hope you feel that too, that that, those definitions all line up. Yeah, I absolutely experienced that. And I can still remember that even the world looked different. So looking through these same eyes that I'm looking through right now, colors were more vibrant. Like the world had sparkles. Everything was just so vivid. And I can just remember, you know, all that love flooding through me. It's just an incredible feeling that I I want for everyone. Thank you. And I'd love, Stephanie, for you to go and tell us your artistic side really helped you in creating dancing for birth. Can you tell us about that? Because you took it from your own experience, but also your wealth of wisdom around bodywork and dance to create dancing for birth. I think that coming from outside of the birth world, you know, when I started dancing for birth, I wasn't 
a birth professional, just a mom. And I think coming from outside helped me because I didn't have any real preconceived notions of how birth should happen. And, you know, I, I'm an artist. I went to art school and I'm, I, I'm really creative. So I think that just being able to look at birth through a different lens, a field of possibilities was really helpful because when I was thinking, Hey, why can't everybody dance during birth and feel so incredible during birth? I didn't have any voices in my head saying, no, that's not realistic. That's not going to happen. Or we don't do it that way. You know, you're crazy. So, you know, I just had this ultimate optimism and this vision that, you know, someday this is the way it's going to be. And people will forget that there was a time before where it didn't happen this way. Oh, do I share that vision with you? Thank you, Stephanie. You also, and even in your own births, you talked about being out of bed and moving. And that was a part of helping you have that positive, pleasurable birth. Can you talk more about that, what you've learned along the way and how dancing for birth supports that? I feel that the sensations of labor really are there to communicate with us because if we feel something in our body and then we follow that, then we're really honoring how our body needs to birth and how our baby needs us to birth. So for example, if you're in labor and you are feeling some pain in your back, well, does it make sense to lay down on your back and put more pressure on that and be immobile and just be sitting in that feeling? Or if you follow your body, you're probably going to get up out of the bed. You're going to be on your feet. Once you're on your feet, maybe you realize, well, if I lean forward on someone or something, my back feels so much better. And so you've done something to follow your own comfort. And what that is also doing is giving your baby the extra space and the positioning that they need at that point in the labor. You know, so for example, if you get off your back and you lean forward, you're going to help your sacrum move back and open and make more space in your pelvis, which is probably exactly what your baby is asking you to do in the moment. So it's a win-win. You get to feel good. You're helping your baby and you're really honoring your body's design for birth and how it flows as, you know, a normal physiological part of your life. So it's dance plays right into that, of course, because, you know, once you're on your feet, your body is then free. You have that freedom of movement so you can move and sway and shift your weight and circle your hips and you know, you can lean on something, you can, you can bounce around, you can do any kind of move that really flows and feels good for you. And so the key for that is you, you want to have it come from your body. So don't get all up in your head and think about, oh, I should be doing this move. I should be doing that move because we don't want to turn on our modern thinking brain in birth or because our birth instincts don't live there, right? They live in our mammalian birthing brain. And that's your your spontaneous part. That's your primal birth instincts. And so if you surrender to that and you let it take over, then you're going to find this incredible spontaneous movement that feels just absolutely delicious. I love how you say delicious. And that leads into my next question. I think 
you and I both agree that, you know, no one should suffer in childbirth. And when pain becomes suffering, an epidural can be a wise choice. But for people that can have other options, right? You even say that, you know, birth can be euphoric. Can you talk a little bit about that? How that movement can help? Yeah, movement really can help with feeling that the sensation in your body of pleasure and helping your body to release endorphins and happy hormones like oxytocin, you know, the love and bonding hormone, which also helps the uterus contract. So it's this positive reinforcement to your body. And I actually think that without an epidural, you have even more opportunity to feel the euphoric ecstasy of birth because your body is going to send you oxytocin and endorphins to relieve painful sensations and make you feel blissful in response to what you're feeling in your body. So if if you have the epidural and you're numbing your body, you don't have that same opportunity for your body to give you those happy hormones that will really make you feel like on cloud nine. So dancing is wonderful for that because we can feel so much pleasure in our body when we're open to feeling those sensations of labor. If we think of labor as it's only going to be one sensation, it's only going to hurt, then we're closing ourselves off to all the possibilities of what we can feel and how good it can feel. Thank you. And I love how good it can feel, right? I think we don't talk about that enough, although you do, which I love. And another piece I know, like sometimes when people think of dancing, right? They feel a little bit shy. And you even say that pregnancy, birth, and postpartum are perfect opportunities to connect with and love your body. Can you talk about that? Because I know thinking about loving their body is not always easy for everyone. It really starts with that. We have to celebrate ourselves, celebrate our bodies. And I know it's not easy, but it is so rewarding when you feel that true gratitude for your body and what it's capable of and you connect with your body and your inner self and your baby and and dance is really good for helping you do that so instead of thinking about dance as some kind of performance some learning of steps that you're going to do for other people to watch you think about dance as being a spontaneous um a spontaneous reflection of how you're feeling inside so you you let it out and you do it for the way it feels for you and how good it feels for you. And that then also makes you feel really proud of yourself and, you know, so humbled by what your body is capable of. So, you know, don't look in a mirror, don't do it for an audience, do it, you know, among people who are there to also feel the same things and experience it alongside you or do it by yourself and do it because of the joy that it brings you and how good it makes you feel. And you will feel more connected to your body. You will feel more connected to your baby when you're pregnant. And you'll feel connected to your inner wisdom too, because that speaks to you without words sometimes. It comes as feelings and intuitions. And that can really flow when you're dancing. So just think about, you know, if you've ever seen a toddler, you know, hear some music and then just start wiggling and moving and doing their thing they are not for a second feeling self-conscious they're not even capable of it so they're just expressing themselves and that's what dance can be for us as well 
we should never think, oh, I'm not a dancer. Because if you dance, you're a dancer, just by definition. You do the dance, you do any kind of dance move and it makes you a dancer. And so just be really proud of your of your body for what it's doing, how capable it is, what you're bringing to the world through your body, through pregnancy. And afterwards, um, in the postpartum period, you know, being curious, what is my body like now? You know, what does my body look like now? What is it capable of now? How do I feel? I'll tell you that I have way more body positivity and feel way more sexy after having four kids than I ever did before. And I love that, you know, dance has been part of my journey to just grow into real self-confidence and feeling really sensual and really sexy, <laughs> even as I <laughs> And I love it. That is what it's supposed to be, right? And I thank you for explaining so that people can understand that power of dance to be connected. And I love and find that sexy self both in pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. But I think I know I've loved sitting in on some of your classes. And some people might say, well, how do you do that? Would you mind leading out, sharing a little bit about dancing for birth? I would love to, because dance has to be experienced, not only talked about, but really experienced. So I'll I'll put on some music and let's just move together. All right, so wait, I'm not hearing it just yet. Okay, how's that? No, there, now. Okay. So, got it. All right, so I just want everyone to do this together. If you're in a place where you can get up and move, let's get really comfortable. Ground your feet into the floor. Open your legs a little bit. Roll your shoulders back. Draw them down away from your ears. Stand up tall like you're going to be a friend pulling up to the ceiling, just growing taller as you're also grounding into the floor. And then place your hand somewhere on your body, somewhere that we just want to connect with and activate. Perhaps it's your belly, if your pine glint, or maybe it's your farts. Plant. And then let's just move our hips. We're just going to start with side to side. And so you can just free up your inside band. We're just going side to side with the hips. Kind of feel into that mobility that you have. Can you see how nice can you make the movement? Follow what feels good, even if it's different from what I'm doing. Good, now one thing the our hips forward and back. So bring your pelvis to the front and with that and the front and the back. Then now let's take it into the circles. So we're just gonna go all the way around with the hips. Feel your body stretching in ways that maybe you don't feel every single day. Circles and hip circles are so nurturing to your body. And let's go the other way around with the fist stomach going. Then now play around with the tempo, singing, listen to the music, and 
find that rhythm that really works for you because everyone has their own tempo that resonates. And now let's bring our shoulders into it. So we're gonna look at the shoulders, can rotate, you can shimmy. We can bring our hands up overhead and then side to side with the hips. Thank you so much, Stephanie. It always feels good to move and dance with you and such important moves for people that are preparing for birth to incorporate. So I know that many people listening are going to be saying, how can they find you? How can they attend a dancing for birth class or maybe for those that are already in birth to become an educator with you? Can you tell us a little bit how people can find you and get involved? All of the opportunities are on the website, dancingforbirth.com. So we have a global class locator. If you are wanting to become pregnant, you're already pregnant, or you've had your new baby, Dancing for Birth class is for you. It's virtual and in person, around the world, multiple languages. So you'll find something that works for you. And if you want to become a Dancing for Birth certified instructor, you can take our professional training. And that's also for anyone who wants to utilize the Dancing for Birth birth method in their birth profession as doulas and midwives, doctors, nurses. So uh, I invite you to dancingforbirth.com to find all of those resources. And where can they find you on social media? Because I know you post some beautiful things. Yes, at Dancing for Birth. Okay. And definitely, I encourage everyone that's listening. I hope you were up moving with Stephanie and I was there moving too. I hope that you'll re-listen to Stephanie's beautiful tips and wisdom. And then tag us at Dancing for Birth and also Orgasmic Birth. We love to hear what you're taking away from today's podcast. And thank you so much, Stephanie, for joining me and for all the wisdom and dancing that you're bringing around the world to birth. Well, thank you, Deborah, so much and for all the incredible work you do in the world. Such a gift. Wow. And thank you, everyone, for joining us today. And we look forward to having you join us next time for another episode of the Orgasmic Birth Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Orgasmic Birth Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to learn more about pleasure in birth parenting and birth work, visit orgasmicbirth.com forward slash more for my free gifts. And please leave a review about your experience. Reviews help us to reach more people and please subscribe. Mm -hmm.